Welcome to Salisbury Sermons, a podcast ministry of First United Methodist Church in Salisbury, North Carolina. Today's sermon is a continuation through the story 2021, our discipleship emphasis for this year, where we are encountering God anew in the story of Scripture from beginning to end. The New Testament lesson from Revelation chapter 21. Listen with me for the word of God. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, See, the home of God is among mortals. He will dwell with them as their God. They will be his peoples, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Mourning and crying and pain will be no more. For the first things have passed away. And the one who was seated on the throne said, See, I am making all things new. And he said, Write this, for these words are trustworthy and true. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. When's Christmas this year? That's a question it seems we hear every year, sometime in October, maybe November. I always love to reply, December 25th. But I know, of course, when people ask the question, when is Christmas this year? Really what they're asking is what day of the week? This year, 2021, Christmas Day, the 25th, fell on a Saturday, which means we had Christmas Eve worship on Friday, and we are now gathered here today on Sunday, the 26th. Have you taken a peek yet into your 2022 calendar? Do you know what day of the week Christmas falls on in 2022? A Sunday. We already are thinking about what will our church plans be 2022 with Christmas Eve on a Saturday and Sunday morning back at church on the 25th. But this year, there's something else that's a little bit different for us. You see, our worship is always guided by the Scriptures, always. But this year, we have been drawing the Scriptures not from the common lectionary, but from the story, which has been a collection of Scripture readings from January all the way through to this week, helping us to read the entirety of the Bible Now, I know that some of you have diligently been reading along week by week, and by the end of this week coming up, the whole Bible will have been read. Others, I know, started out with great gusto and energy in January, like we do so many things in January, wanting to read the whole thing only to hop off. Well, there's some good news for you. You can always hop back on. In other words, you can always pick up your Bible again, open and read. 
Perhaps your Bible sits by your nightstand. Maybe it's on a coffee table. Maybe you keep it on your phone. However it is that you read the Scriptures, keep on reading. Keep on reading the familiar passages. Keep on reading the passages that are a little bit more oblique and difficult to understand. Sometimes when we come upon a chapter in the Bible or even a whole book that is unfamiliar or difficult, we might shy away from, from taking the time and effort to read and understand. It just so happens that these readings for us this week are, are some of those passages, one of the prophets from the Old Testament and, of course, the book of Revelation. And so on this Sunday, December 26th, We have two visions, and in my humble opinion, these are marvelous visions for us to hold in our hearts as we continue to contemplate and celebrate Christmas. This scene from Ezekiel 37, prophesying to the valley of dry bones, and Revelation chapter 21, when the new Jerusalem descends from on high. Someone gave me a copy of Peter Marshall's book, Let's Keep Christmas. It's a charming little book. Peter Marshall, of course, was a prominent minister in the first half of the 20th century. Served as the pastor at New York Avenue Presbyterian Church in Washington, D.C., Lincoln's Church, and he was also chaplain to the U.S. Senate. In this book, Peter Marshall noticed the language that we use when talking about Christmas. And he, he's guiding us to say, let's not just merely claim to observe Christmas like we observe other holidays. To observe means to watch it come and go. We observe other holidays on the calendar. We don't want to just observe Christmas. Nor do we want to just spend Christmas. Maybe you've used that in your language before, saying, well, I'm going to spend Christmas with my family, or I'm going to spend Christmas out of town. That word spend is, of course, so familiar to the ways of the marketplace. And you and I know the dangers of commercialism and things overwhelming the beauty of what Christmas is really all about. So it's not so much about spending Christmas, but what about keeping Christmas? Let's keep Christmas, because after all, as Bailey said to the children and to all of us, we are celebrating the greatest gift that the world has ever received in the Christ child. You want to keep this gift. You don't want to lose it. But of course, in order to tenderly receive this gift, we must share it. We must give. That's what this gift is really all about. So how can we go forward into the rest of these 12 days of Christmas, keeping keeping Christmas? I want you to remember this vision about the valley of the dry bones from Ezekiel chapter 37. 
The context of this passage is God's people, long before Jesus was born, God's people continuing to recover from the oppression at the hands of the Babylonians. There was hope to return home to Jerusalem, hope to rebuild the temple and to reestablish the religious traditions. But that didn't happen overnight. It took many, many years, which meant God's people needed to persevere through difficult times year after year. They needed to be courageous in the face of difficult moments. They looked around and they saw decay and death. They looked around remembering the good old days, how wonderful life used to be. And so God brings the prophet Ezekiel to see this valley. In the valley, dry bones, a sure sign that there used to be life. There used to be excitement, reasons to celebrate. But now look at these bones. They're, they're just sitting there. Look how dried up they are. What am I to do with these dry bones? Ezekiel is wondering. Prophesy to them. In other words, speak God's word into this situation where it seems that there's no life. At first glance, you think there's no possibility. Faithfully, Ezekiel prophesied, and there was a rattling. Life started to form, flesh and skin, sinews, bridging together that which was once not even close to being alive, now there is life forming. You might look around and you might see a whole lot of dry bones. You might think about your household, your neighborhood, Salisbury, Rouen County. You might even look at First United Methodist Church and see a lot of dry bones. Remembrances of life, wondering, is there any possibility for new life? If you're on the church's email list, then just a few days ago you received an email that included a photograph, a prize-winning photograph of a lion perched on the top of a hill, looking down upon a valley of bones. As soon as I saw this photograph, I thought, oh my goodness, this encaptures both the passage from Ezekiel and Revelation 21. Don't forget, earlier in Revelation, chapter 5, verse 5, the Lion of Judah is the conqueror. Therefore, there are no more tears because the Lion is victorious. It's no mistake that in the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis's Jesus character is Aslan, the lion. So when I see this picture of the lion up on top of the hill with the bones below, I don't see a carnivorous animal who had just devoured his meal. I see the victorious one looking down about to bring forth new life. And that's my sincere hope 
for the church today as we are about to enter into the year 2022. Remember, the book of Revelation is a beautiful letter of hope to God's people. Long ago, they were under persecution from the Roman Empire. It was hard to be a Christian back then. Caesar and Caesar's leaders under him, they demanded full attention and reverence. There was no place for worshiping the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob who had just brought Jesus back from the dead. There is no space for that. Christians were persecuted, sentenced to death for professing their faith in Christ. And so God gave this revelation to John. To summarize it, it's very simple. When in Rome, do as Christ. Be faithful, even when there's persecution and hardship. Now, the kind of hardship that we are experiencing in this world is altogether different than what those Christians experienced at the hands of the Roman Empire. But make no mistake about it, we have very difficult times that we're facing. We are facing times where people are divided, pitted against each other. We are facing times of uncertainty, confusion, violence. We are longing for Jesus, the same Jesus born in the manger to Mary and Joseph, the victorious one represented by the lion, to look down upon the dry bones and to breathe new life and energy into our life. Dear friends, let's not merely observe Christmas. and Let's not think that it's our job to spend it, but let's keep Christmas. Today, on into the rest of the 12 days of Christmas, let it usher us into this new calendar year, 2022, with hope, peace, joy, and love. Because the gifts that we experience at the manger are for us to keep. Not just hold on to, but to share, to give. I believe, and I pray that you do too, I believe that the year 2022 is going to be a great year for you, for our community, for our church. And you get to be a part of what God is doing through the life of the church, breathing new life into the dry bones, bringing forth signs of the kingdom. You see, in Revelation chapter 21, after 20 long chapters of colors and numbers and images and animals, all this overwhelmingly beautiful depiction about faithfulness unto God. Chapter 21 gives the vision of the new Jerusalem descending down from on high. It's a vision of what will come when Christ appears again. During Advent, we have been remembering 
the cries of God's ancient people longing for the Messiah, and we look forward to that time when the Messiah will come again, the second coming. Revelation 21 is that vision of new creation when Jesus, the victorious one, comes again. So between now and then, the church is called to give glimpses of that coming kingdom. Jesus already inaugurated it in the church. So everything that we do in the name of Christ bears witness to this coming kingdom. Your kindness to somebody who is hurting, your generosity to somebody who is struggling, your thoughtfulness to somebody who feels forgotten, your hospitality to somebody who is lonely. In all of these ways, you are offering a glimpse of that coming kingdom from Revelation chapter 21. That's the work of the church. That's who we're called to be in the next year. And I believe that when we are faithful, we will experience God breathing new life into the dry bones bringing together opportunities, fostering community, connecting people and loving Christian friendship, giving us all the chance to live as God's faithful people. Because Christmas is not something that we hold on to all to ourselves. For us to keep Christmas, we must give Christmas. Today and for all of our days. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we ask that you would rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to share us with your friends. For more information about FUMC and our mission to make and nurture Christian disciples through the presence and power of God, we invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And please visit our website at fumcsalisbury.org.